0: Hey guys, welcome to Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. Beware there are spoilers. This is episode 75, nothing super, nothing special, just another episode for the show. If you want to contact me, Teal Productions on Twitter, I'll see. The Ronin Rabbit has a Google Plus page, the email address usagipodcast at gmail.com. The website, BigTimeNoise.com slash Rabbit. And if you frequent Facebook, Steve um, allows me to publish these episodes when they go live on the Usagi Yojimbo Dojo Facebook page. Now this episode, I'm talking about Usagi Yojimbo Volume 3, Issue 2 from Dark Horse Comics, cover dated May 1996. The story is Noodles Part 2. Our main characters are Miyamato Usagi Kitsune... Noodles, Yoriki Masuda, and the magistrate. Uh, the magistrate played a, a you know a, a rather significant part last issue, but much more so this issue. Now we open the story with Usagi and Kitsune running to catch up with wherever Noodles is. They have gotten word that Noodles has been captured as the um, cause. And or reason of a recent crime spree here in the village Kitsune is particularly concerned because she knows that that crime spree is her well what she doesn't know is that the crime spree is bigger than anything she has done due to Masuda and his connections with a local what I uh, believe is a uh, Yakuza group but she thinks it's her either way Noodles is being arrested for something he didn't do Usagi and Kitsune jump into the fray to stop uh, this this travesty of justice, whereas Masuda tells them we have every right. He's a criminal. We saw him last night near the scene of the crime, and now we found these kinchaku on him. They have been identified as having been stolen. Kinchaku, money pouches, if I am pronouncing that right. And if these words I do not pronounce correctly, please forgive me. Uh, It is not intended as any kind of slight or lack of respect for the language at all. It is merely a um, Caucasian tongue trying to wrap around words in a language that I have very little personal experience with. The crowd soon uh, starts crying for blood. Such things as arrest him. Okay, that's that's not bad. Crucify him, which is pretty uh, bad. Death to thieves. Uh, crucify him like the criminal he is. So apparently the Rules in uh, feudal period of Japan and the, the Edo period are, are pretty strict for thieves. That's, that's pretty hardcore. Uh, I did found out that there was not um, incarceration. They were held until a sentence and then they were sentenced and that was it. So the quicker the sentencing could be done, the less need there was for any kind of holding cell or anything of that nature. And there were were interesting uh, things that they did with them, perhaps, to try to rehabilitate and or just outright punish incarceration not being one of them. Finally, Usagi advises Kitsune to step aside. The uh, police do, of course, have jurisdiction, and the public is starting to get a little bit uh, antsy, and we, we definitely don't want to be involved in that if all heck breaks loose. So let them take him we'll do what we can uh, Masuda immediately takes the noodles before the magistrate presents the case the magistrate immediately as well charges the sentence of death now it will be carried out in 10 days originally but Masuda says well because of this and because of that and, and what's going on And how about we do it today And so, given just the briefest period of thought, the magistrate agrees with the recommendation of his trusted official and says, okay, very well, today. Now, there was, let's see, uh, this occurred at the Shirasu, which is the white sand of judgment. I believe that's what the meeting before the magistrate is called. If not there, then it is the actual location where he will be put to death, which will be via a an interesting type of crucifixion. Depicted rather um, gruesomely to a point in this issue. Um, I'll, I'll get to that here in a minute. So now Usagi and Kitsune are walking around trying to determine what to do. They know... Well, Kitsune knows. Usagi doesn't know. He just knows from what she is saying. But Kitsune knows that the crimes, whether they be all of the crimes or part of the crimes, the crimes that have been committed have been committed by her, not by Noodles. Although he has been an accessory, um, perhaps a knowing accessory, uh, which would be what? Uh, Before the fact, after the fact, um, you know, so. So they come up with uh, their trying to come up with a plan but then they're interrupted again they go to the magistrate's office they're going to speak to the magistrate and they find that one of the guards says that he has left to witness the execution of the criminal captured this morning oh my gosh they take off running again run to a a fenced area to keep the crowd out but basically it's bamboo hatches lashed together stuck onto the ground into the ground uh, attached to poles in the corners, like our uh, very much like our chain link fence would be. Only this was made of lashed together bamboo. And they see that Noodles is um, on a being being crucified. And the interesting thing to me, and and I'll have more about this at the end of the show as well. Interesting thing to me is there are two attendants who I read were chosen from the lowest of the peoples have spears, one on each side standing on the ground, run their spear through noodles from the middle of the side below the armpit up through the torso to um, come out in the shoulder area on the opposite side. So the two spears, as they're put through the body, form an X as he is standing on a cross. So it could be the usage of the spears is what makes it a crucifixion, or it could be that he is suspended on a cross, or a combination of the two. And he wasn't nailed, he was lashed to the cross. Noodles uh, subsequently dies. Usagi and Kitsune are much upset. Usagi over the death of an innocent man. Kitsune over the death of... um, man that she said that she would protect. She told him she would protect him, and didn't. Masuda is out, um, standing on a little hill overlooking the crucifixion site, and the group of Yakutsa gamblers, who are the true crime ring, run into him, saying, "Eh, we're a little short of money right now, We, we need you to set something up for us. He tries to refuse, but they say, listen, you sweating pig. And he does sweat a lot, we've seen in several panels. You do as we say, or the magistrate will hear about your gambling debts and of your involvement in the crime wave. And remember, it was you who framed that mute soba seller who was crucified today. So under that pressure, he does agree, sets something up. We see a couple panels later that apparently what he set up was sicking this group of thugs on Utsagi and Katsuni. They attack Utsagi. Uh, really doesn't have much problem with them. We we don't have the requisite death heads, which we did see for Noodles. Uh, and, and, and I kind of like that. That leaves no doubt as to what has occurred. But we do see... Uh, action here, and then in one panel we see Usagi flipping his, his blade to clean it, so apparently he, he was drawing blood, and chances are if he was drawing blood then he was doing so to kill, not to injure. One did manage to stay long alive long enough, one thug, to be questioned, and that is when Usagi and Kitsune find out that Yoriki Masuda is behind everything, and then he dies. Having heard, um, somebody alerted the police and the police come running, so Usagi and Kitsune leave so that they absolutely cannot be tied to this in any way. Over the next week or so, uh, things continue. We we see several indications of of pickpocketing and robbery. One night, Usagi is at the Yoriki Masuda's residence runs into a guard and is shooed away by the guard, only to walk on around the compound to a section of wall fence that is not protected, over which Kitsune climbs, having been inside on the Masuda side of the fence. Next, we see the Magistrate walking through town, apparently, but not just aimlessly walking, he is going to a local inn to grab a bite to eat. As he enters, uh, we have another word here by Mr. Sakai that he introduces us to, Arashimasi, Arashimase. hi, Arashimase. welcome, sorry guys, I thought I had figured out how to say that, but when I looked at it, it left my mind. As the magistrate gets ready to pay, he sees that he uh, has also been robbed and he has no money to pay, makes whatever arrangements or whatever, uh, gets back to his office and calls for Masuda. Well, as he's walking there, Kitsune uh, bumps into him and he immediately grabs her, assuming that she is a pickpocket, recognizing that he has seen her as a street entertainer and around town and also in the company of that Ronin, who he absolutely does not trust, he accuses her of being a suri, a pickpocket. But when he reaches into his robe, he finds that his kinchaku is there. Having to let her go, because obviously he's not been pickpocketed. He arrives at the magistrate's residence, where the magistrate just gives him what for. Um, he says, even my kinchaku was stolen. The magistrate does. No doubt our Lord's spies have reported all of this. It will reflect badly on me. You're inept. If I could blame this fiasco all on you, I would, you fool. And this debacle with the soba seller. It's obvious now that we executed an innocent person. It was because of you, on your advice, that we killed him so quickly. And Masuda starts to uh, cower and crawl here and exclaims, sweating profusely. But you really can't blame me for that. All the evidence pointed to him. The magistrate says, I guarantee there will be an investigation. And as he's bowing and doing all this prostrating stuff to the magistrate, a kinchaku falls out and the magistrate recognizes it as his own. And then at that point, Matsuda realizes she didn't try to steal my money pouch. She planted one on me. Now, how they managed to get the magistrate's pouch, uh, they never showed. Obviously, the um, pickpocketing, the thievings that we were shown, that were alluded to, were her getting money together. Um, she was in, I, I just wonder if Yuriki Masuda's residence, she was climbing over the wall of Matsuda's residence according to this I wonder if that was intended to be the magistrate's residence because there she could have stolen his purse because the next day he finds that it's gone so I wonder if that's a uh, some sort of, of typo there and it should have been the magistrate's residence that she was coming out of the, in the story the mas- magistrate realized he didn't have his pouch later on in the story Kitsune stashed the magistrate's pouch on Masuda by bumping into him in the street. And then at the audience, the pouch fell out of Masuda's clothes. So I I wonder if that's... When I read that, I wondered why she had already been in Masuda's residence if they were doing all the rest of this stuff. That kind of didn't make sense to me. So I wonder if that's what happened, if there was a, an oversight and that was actually supposed to be the magistrate's compound that she was coming out of. Either way, the magistrate tells him, hmm, it all becomes clear now. Your gambling debts, your inability to catch the culprits, the execution of the mute. Maybe I should have your home searched. I think we will end the crime way very soon. And he calls for the guards. The final page is several panels of Utsagi and Katsuni in a cemetery. We find that the Yoriki was ordered to commit seppuku, which is ritual suicide. We've run into that word before. Katsuni paid for a gravestone for noodles that didn't have his name on it, but had a relief of a bowl of noodles. And as they head off, she explains that uh, she has had to spend all of her money for uh, this uh, uh, memorial to her friend Noodles. And so she is more than willing to allow Usagi to buy her dinner that evening. And thus ends the story. So our terms, uh, the jeet is shown, it's not a term, but it's shown in the hands of... um, the town official... Why do I keep forgetting his name? I'm sorry, guys. Yuriki Masuda. Uh, Kinchaku, which is the money pouch. Sarasu, the white sands of judgment. As I said, I think that's the portion of the magistrate's office where he sits in judgment. He sits up on a, a raised platform and then they stand down on the ground, which I could assume are covered in white sands. The... Erash Haimase, welcome. Suri is pickpocket, and the word seppuku meaning ritual suicide. The next up, guys, Usagi Ojimbo, volume 3, number 3, from Dark Horse Comics, cover dated June 1996. All right, and now our story notes. If you guys do not Uh, get anything from this and would rather me not read these please let me know I I understand at times that having someone read to you can be rather boring Um, I know that my voice at times can have a rather boring timbre to it if I'm not trying to change that so if this is just too much uh, let me know please Most of the research this time around comes from Everyday Life in Imperial Japan by Charles Dunn, reprinted as Everyday Life in Traditional Japan. It has a detailed section on Edo's, uh, present-day Tokyo's, judiciary system, including the setup of the police system and the capturing of criminals, their sentencing, and execution. Crimes for which the death sentence was invoked included murder, robbery, and adultery. Arsonists, who were much feared by people living in wooden paper homes, were burned alive. Degrees of banishment were also punishment, from exile to distant islands, down to exclusion from a particular neighborhood. House arrest and restrictions of liberties were also handed down as sentences, as was shaving off a criminal's hair. Imprisonment was not a punishment, merely a place to wait while guilt or innocence was decided. So great was the respect-fear of authority that whenever a fire broke out in or near the jail, all the prisoners were immediately paroled on their own recognizance with the expectation they would turn themselves in once the emergency was over. Wow. The Shirasu, literally white sand, was an area where prisoners were taken after a confession. There, witnesses knelt before the magistrate and gave evidence, and prisoners heard their sentence. Executions, executioners excuse me, were selected from the Ita class, the lowest social order. The executioner was given the clothes of the criminal, so care was taken that they not be ruined during the procedure. Japan Day by Day by Edward Morse is always a valuable resource. It gives two accounts of executions, though by beheading, and contains illustrations of several gravestones. I gave Noodles a Buddhist gravestone as opposed to a Shinto one, which is more organic as it shows the natural shape of the rock as it was quarried. So that is This Issue's Story Notes. All right, guys. Next episode coming soon. Thanks a lot. Talk to you then. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal Production. And as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 Unported License.